This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. So many animals today. Baruch Hashem, we saw caribou. We saw arctic squirrels. We saw doll sheep. And we even saw paintings of moose. So Baruch Hashem, it was a very successful day. Um, let's talk a little bit about the creation and the animal world and the entire universe. Pirkei Avis teaches us, Yehuda ben Havi'az kanomer, be bold like a leopard. Vikal kanesher, light like an eagle. Rutz katsvi, run like a deer. Vigibar kari. So imagine you have a kid, you're trying to get him up. No, it's so hard. I'm so tired. I'm so heavy. You say, pal, be light like an eagle. I mean, that that's the most ridiculous thing you could possibly tell somebody. Be light like an eagle? I'm a human being. I'm not an eagle. I can't fly. What exactly is the Mishnah telling us? We should be strong like a lion? A lion is programmed to be strong. A lion has the brute strength. A lion has the physical ability. A human being is meek, meager compared to the lion. What exactly is Pirkei telling us? To emulate these animals that are programmed, that are created with unusual ability that a human being does not have? I mean, a human being can't fly. Imagine you told somebody, what's taking so long? Get here like a supersonic jet. Fly like a jet. I'm not a jet. I don't have I don't have fuel. I don't have wingspan. I don't have an engine. I don't have that power. You know, if you told somebody, you know, you should really try to learn like the Vilna Gain. I mean, that is that a, is that a meaningful message? What exactly is Perkei teaching us? You know, we have a similar idea coming up, the end of Devarim. I call to witness, to testimony today, heaven and earth. Says Rashi, HaKadosh Baruch tells Klal Yisrael, look at the heaven that I created. Did the heaven ever say, I'm going on strike? Did the sun ever say, I'm not going to shine? Did the moon ever say, I'm not going to shine? Did the heavens ever say, I'm not going to send down rain? Look at the earth. Did the earth ever say, nah, seeds? I don't do seeds anymore. I don't do trees anymore. The heaven always sends down rain, and the sun always shines. The sun never went on strike. The sun never took it off. The sun doesn't take sick days. It doesn't take absence. It doesn't take a leap of absence. So says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, just like the sun and the moon and the stars and the earth, they work like clockwork, and they never go on strike, and they're never lazy, so to you, man, you can't take it easy. You can't take off. You can't say, well, today I'm not going to serve the Almighty. Learn from the heaven and the earth. Also, is that a meaningful message? Just like the sun shines every day, we should do our service every day. I mean, the sun doesn't have free choice. The moon, they're not Balei Bechira. They don't have Bechira Chavshis. They don't have free choice. What's Rebbein Shalom telling Klal Yisrael? We should be like heaven and earth. Heaven and earth are programmed. They're constant. They can't choose to do good. They can't choose to do bad. They do what they're programmed to do. Man has the capacity to, to choose to do what it wants. What kind of meaningful message is it? Be like the heaven and the earth. And we find many examples in Chazal, where Chazal tell us, you know, go learn from the animal kingdom. The Gemara in Erevin says in Nafkuf, I'm Rabbi Yochanan, 
if the Torah wasn't given, we would learn modesty from a cat. We would learn about not taking other people's property from an ant. An ant puts in a lot of work to gather produce, but it will not touch anything another ant collected for itself. We would have learned um, modesty from a dove. We would have learned tarecharetz from a chicken. Really? Why would we learn anything from any of these animals? This is the way God programmed them. That's their that's their nature. That's how they have no ability to act in any other way. The cat has no ability to take care of its functions in a brazen way. Why would we learn anything from any animal? So I'd like to share with you really a mind-boggling idea, a very empowering idea, a life-changing idea. There's one of the most difficult psukim in the Chumash. There's a creation of man where the Rebbe Shalom says, Nasa Adam, let us make man. And of course, Rashi points out this is a very difficult uh, pasta. What do you mean, let us make man? Who's the us? It almost sounds like there's more than one creator. Rashi even says Hashem is giving uh, a place for those who want to uh, deny the, the unity of God to say maybe there are, there's more than one power up there. But the Zayar HaKadosh offers an astounding explanation on the words Nasa Adam. Says the Zayar HaKadosh that Hashem first created heaven and earth and then Hashem created the sky and then Hashem gathers all the water into the oceans and then the plants sprout and the trees sprout and then the fish are created and then the birds and then the animals whereupon God turns to all of creation He turns to heaven He turns to earth He turns to the fish He turns to the birds he turns to the elephants, to the tigers, to the lions, to the bears. Obviously, he doesn't turn to the moose, right? Because, uh, But he turns to everything in this world. And he says, give me what you got. You have strength, put it in the pot. You have flight, put it in the pot. You have consistency, put it in the pot. You have creativity, put it in the pot. You have modesty, you have energy, you have ingenuity. Everybody, I would like you to donate your ability. Nase Adam! We're going to make man. Man is a microcosm of the entire universe. Man is what we call Oilam Katan. He's a small world. The capacity of every aspect of this universe. The consistency of the heavens. The power of the sun. The strength of a lion. The boldness of the leopard. The flight of the eagle and the characteristic of every detail of this world was given by everything that was created and the composite of that is man. Now Rabbi Hanan Basterman points out that it comes out that as dangerous as a lion is and as dangerous as a tiger is and as dangerous as any wild animal is there is nothing more dangerous than man because man is not just a lion he's not just a bear He's not just a tiger. He's all of the above. And of course, throughout history, we've seen how dangerous a man could be. Because, you know the story of the lions of Savo in the beginning of the 20th century? They're building these railroad tracks in Africa. And there were these dangerous lions. They ate almost a hundred people. The man-eating lions of Savo. Yeah, but what a dangerous lion could eat can't come close to what one wicked 
man could perpetrate, what a Hitler, what a Stalin could commit. So man is in a composite of every power in the world. That is why Shalomach teaches us. How do we define man? Because if you need an iron cage to house one lion, how many bars of iron do you need to keep man in check? And the answer is there's only one thing that keeps man in check. Soif davar hakol nishma esholaykim yura The fear of God. The fear of God is the only thing that keeps all of the latent ability, talent, power, ingenuity, that the fear of God is the only thing that keeps all of this in check. And therefore Shlomo Amal says, Kizekal Ha'adam. This is man. Man is defined only by his Yerushalayim. So, Rav David Kronglas, Mashkiach of Shilasnar Yisrael, pointed out that if man has in him the latent ability of everything in the animal kingdom, we are able to turn to man and say, man, be bold like a leper. Summon, access the quality of the leper that you have inside of you and channel it and harness it to the service of God. Access, tap into the strength you have of the lion. Say, well, a lion? I'm not a lion. I'm a human being. No, when you were created, there is the element, the quality of the lion was endowed in you. Access that. Tap into that. You know, sometimes the person says, I have to get up for shachras every single day. I mean, can I take off once in a while? Maybe five days a week, six days a week. Every day? I can't do it. No, you could do it. Not only could you do it, you are programmed within you to be able to have the consistency of the shamayim ba'aretz, of the sun. The sun like clockwork. It rises and it sets and it rises and it sets and it rises and it sets and it never wanes, and it never dulls, and it never takes off. So in the service of Hashem, when a person feels a little bit of a downer, they have to access and summon up the kayach of consistency of the Bria, that day in and day out, no matter what, rise and set, rise and set. Shachris, Mincha, Mariv, Shachris, Mincha, Mariv, V'higisabai, Yoimam, Balayla, day after day after day. It's within man's capacity. It's within man's ability. Shlomo Melch tells us, Leich el namala atzal. Look, lazy man, at the ant. You know, the Medrash points out wondrous qualities of the ant. The Medrash tells us the, the ant does not live more than, who knows how, what the life expectancy of an ant is. Not Aunt Matilda, you're an Aunt Nomel, a Nomel. How, how, what is the life capacity of an ant? Six months. An ant lives six months. And an ant does not really have a vertebrae, it doesn't have a bone network. And an ant only needs one and a half kernels for its entire life. And yet the ant gathers 300 times, approximately. More than it needs for its entire life. Why is that, says the Medrash? So the Medrash, the ant gathers so much because the ant says, you know, who knows? Maybe I'm going to live seven months. Maybe I'm going to live eight months. Maybe I'm going to live nine months. 
Who knows? Maybe God will decree that I'm going to live a little bit longer and I'm not going to have enough sustenance. Alachas kama v'kama, the matter says, a human being who we know that we have the possibility of the afterlife forever and ever and ever. If the ant gathers and garners and collects so many mitzvahs and asim and zechusim, much, much more than it needs for its lifetime, because maybe Hashem will say that the ant will live a much longer life. Alachas kama v'kama, to learn from the ant that a person in their lifetime should try to gather as many mitzvahs and as possible. And if you say, what, what should I learn from the ant? The ant is not acting out of free choice. The, the ant is not acting because it's making a decision. It's just instinctive. How can a creature, a free choice, learn from the instinct of an animal? And the answer is because a human being has these instincts inside of their soul. Now, uh, building upon what we said this morning, the same way everything in this world is reflection of a dimension of God, well, we know that everything in this world donated to the creation of man. So just like everything in this world reflects God, everything in this world likewise reflects man's ability. Says the Zayar HaKadosh, this is the reason why after Hashem created everything in this world, heaven, earth, water bodies, luminaries, animal kingdom, bird kingdom, fish kingdom, man is the very last aspect of creation because man is a composite, nasa adam, man is a microcosm of the entire universe. So the next time a person thinks to themselves, Mani, what am I? What ability do I have? What could I accomplish? What talent do I have? What talent do you have? Only all the talent in the entire universe. What ability do you have? Only all the ability of the entire universe. Next time you think, my kid, what's going to be with my kid? What could he become? Who could he be? Who could he be? He could be Kal Ha'olam Kulay, the entire universe. Nasa Adam is from here we learn the greatness of man. So when we're commanded, Su'u Maraim Enechem or U Mibara when we're we're told Shema Shema Su'u Maraim Enechem, it's not only to recognize the greatness of the Creator. By recognizing the greatness of the Creator, we recognize our own greatness, the greatness of man himself. Man is a composite of the entire world, and therefore we could be told, Habayaz Kanomer, the Kal Kanesher, Ratz Katsvi, the Gibar Kari, Lasois, Ritzoin, Avicha, Shabbat Shalom. Thank you very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.